0: Hello, and welcome to Wash Day Talks. Here we talk about realistic, respective, and authentic content. We speak about insightful and interesting things. Stay tuned, and thank you for clicking on this podcast. Heyo, and welcome back to another episode of Wash Day Talks. Today we're going to be doing an episode of Monthly Rambles, So I'm trying to be more consistent with monthly rambles because I believe I've only had two monthly rambles. in when did I start this podcast? I started it in April. So now we're in... This will be posted in November. So May, June, July, August, September, (laughs) November, October. Okay, two monthly rambles in like seven months. Not good, but... I only started the monthly rambles maybe three months ago or four months ago but yeah today's monthly ramble is going to be around the idea of identity I guess who am I what is my purpose why am I here <laughs> a question we I'm guessing may often ask ourselves who am I and I guess it's mainly for you to decide who you are we get to present ourselves to people in society we get to present the side of ourselves we want people to see. But we should also acknowledge that the side of ourselves we present to ourselves may not always be who we are. And sometimes we get so wrapped up in searching for who we are, we want a plain and clear answer. But actually, who we are is always changing. We are an amalgam of our external experiences our internal conflicts and feelings the things we experience throughout life and as you continue to experience things you begin to develop the sense of who you are that's the key word develop we're still developing you only stop developing when you stop experiencing and when do you stop experiencing I don't know (laughs) but as long as you are experiencing things you're always developing the sense of who you are so hopefully that gives you a sense of solace and you know relaxation understanding that it's very rare, unlikely that you're going to get a big answer of who you are i am bob the builder i'm not obviously but i am bob the builder and that's the answer though so maybe you understand that i like this i enjoy doing this i feel strongly about this and these are just sides of you bits of you they're not a full answer and i guess that's the best way we can come to understanding who exactly we are by looking at what we enjoy doing, what we stand for, what we stand against, what we hold dear. And these all work together to present an image of us. And therefore we take bits of these factors that contribute to our image and we choose which ones we want to present to different people. I am emotional, yet I don't present this side of myself to the world, I mostly present it to my family and friends. I am passionate about English, I don't present this to A lot of people, I present it in my education. So we are just in the of our experiences, our inner feelings, conflicts, the things we hold dear. And I guess that's enough. And like I said, we're always developing. That's my interpretation of who we are. But yet my interpretation changes depending on how I'm feeling. (laughs) But I do believe we are, the important thing is experience. What do we experience? What do we want to experience? What do we work towards experiencing? I want to experience vast wealth so I'm working towards that. <laughs> Let's be real here. Anyway, we are also our desires, that's what I'm trying to get at. We're what we want, what we look forward to. You're not always something substantial, it's that, okay, I've experienced anger, so I'm angry, I've experienced um disappointment, so in this moment I'm disappointed, but what also do I desire? And I think, I believe, we need to start taking what we desire more seriously because sometimes you believe that what you have is the only thing that affects you but what do you dwell on your thoughts are very important i talk about it a lot the importance of thoughts your thoughts are incredibly important in shaping who you are so some people say i was speaking with someone recently i really like speaking with this person because they have a lot to say um a lot of interesting things to say like substantial stuff but they believe that power doesn't corrupt power just exposes what is within i'm still not sure how i feel about that that would be a nice argument to dissect later on while i'm you know laying up in my bed unable to sleep let me just dissect this argument <laughs> that sounds so weird but it's so weird i could just be taking a walk and these are the things i'm thinking about anyways it's really cool i like thinking that's why i like being by myself sometimes because i just want to think and someone will sit down beside you like hi you alright?" i'm like yeah <laughs> they're like you're just looking up into the distance are you okay i'm like yeah i was just like discussing something in my head <laughs> anyways yeah they said that they believe that power doesn't corrupt it only exposes what's within so because this person who's now a dictator and is very controlling totalitarian let's say that's the person This person didn't have power at the start, so they weren't able to expose these desires of theirs. But once they were equipped with the power, what they desired, they didn't have it substantially back then, what they desired exposed negative traits in them. So we're not saying that power itself is bad. We're saying that this person's desires for power also contained their desires to rule over other people, to limit other people to be the epitome of power and whatever. And that also shaped who they were essentially became but we're saying that they never became that they became a dictator and the harsh oppressive ruler but we're also saying that that is who they were a few years ago they just weren't equipped with the means to carry out their desires if that makes sense so if we apply that thinking to our everyday life what do you desire what are you desiring And let's say if you were equipped with the means to carry out those desires, would that drastically change who people perceive you as being? So people perceive you as quiet, reserved, respectful, but you desire to scream at everybody, to be rude, to just distance yourself from everybody. But you haven't been equipped with, let's say it's the courage you need to do that. So people's perceptions of who you are is very different. If you're equipped with what you needed to be who you desire to be, would people's perceptions of who you are change? Is that making sense? So you should really think about it. And when I apply that to myself, I'm like, oh, I have to be careful. So I desire sometimes to, you know, drive in my Lamborghini, everybody who made fun of me, they'd be seeing me. But people perceive me as being somebody who's, like, fairly reserved. Like, I don't impose my sense of superiority onto everyone. I don't really flex like that. But people's perceptions of who I am would change if I was given the means to carry out my desires. And that makes me question, is this who I want to become? Is this who I am? Am I somebody who flexes on other people, somebody who wants to make other people feel inferior to you know, my cool possessions, my nice shoes, my nice hair? Is that who I am? So think about it. Who do people perceive you as? And who are you? And if you were able to carry out your desires, who would you be? The reason I speak a lot about who people perceive us as is because we are our desires, as I said, but people can't read our desires. So the best way to speak about somebody without including what they are as a result of their desires is going off what other people perceive them as, if that makes sense. Other people's perceptions... Don't in this line of argument play a great role in who we are, but in my next line of argument, they may. I'm speaking like I'm writing an essay. It's just saying monthly rambles are completely off the top of my head, so they're not scripted or anything. And probably my brain has realized that I'm rambling, not rambling, I'm talking about something. So it's gone to the best structure I know, which is like, argument for argument against evaluate so that's what i'm basically doing but other people's perceptions and influence on who we are yes because sometimes we desire to be something that is not in line with societal expectations or cultural community expectations and therefore we cannot embody these desires so people's perceptions of us or our fear of people's perceptions of us changing or being something we don't want can influence how we portray ourselves to other people. Who are we? You could argue that we are who we think we are, what we desire to be, what we've experienced, but you could also argue we are what we present to other people because the side of you that you choose to present to other people reflects something about your internal state of mind. I choose to present myself as outgoing. Maybe that reflects that that's what I wish to be perceived as, even though internally I know that I'm a very quiet person, I've chosen to present myself this way because that's what I want to be received as. On the other hand, somebody who's a very, let's say me, (laughs) a very loud person, but I've chosen to present myself as a quiet person because I like the way that people treat people who are reserved, and I want to be treated like that as well, left to my own devices to chill and relax, you know? <laughs> and that changes the way I act and present myself to other people. So I believe they reflect the internal state of the person who's changing their outward appearance. So yeah, who you're perceived as can actually affect who you are. Anyway, what is my purpose? That's a big question. Why do we feel the need to have purpose? Is it because we hate the fact that, or the prospect of being directionless beings. That idea that you have to have something to live for. When everything else fades away, you have to have something to live for. Some people see their children as their purpose. They're like really overprotective, doting parents. And I guess it makes sense because you now you have something to live for, something to wake up for. And you tend to see people who get out of really hard situations, like depression or... They're really abusive situations like wars, um, being taken as a prisoner, things like that. Because they have something to live for, they have something that is giving them the will and the strength to stay alive. In Man's Search for Meaning, I believe the author spoke about that. That it was the people who had something to live for s- some reason. That was what helped them to push through and stay alive during the atrocities of the concentration camps in Nazi Germany and other areas occupied by Nazi rule. So that idea that having purpose, having something to live for, is what will help us when we're faced with hard situations, may explain why we place such great importance on that idea of having purpose. Why some of us are very scared of mindlessly drifting through life without having a sense of direction. Have I felt a prompt for purpose? Maybe I'm too young to have felt it, or maybe I have felt it but subconsciously and have attributed it to other things like fear about careers or, you know, fear about being broke, (laughs) I guess. I believe that a lot of our desires sometimes are displaced onto other fears, so we don't understand what we're actually desiring. It's that idea that, oh, if you're craving sugar... You know, if you're craving chocolate, you have a magnesium deficiency. You know things like that. That's not actually your craving. That it's just there's an imbalance of nutrients in your body, and it's manifesting as a craving for chocolate. Maybe that's the same for us. How do I feel about purpose? Hmm. Me, because I don't like to say I'm religious, but I have faith. You know, I believe that I'm here for a reason. I believe those things. That I need to do. <laughs> and I believe that I'll be directed into do those things, into doing those things. Well, let's say into do those things, into doing those things. I can say that if anybody's out here struggling for a purpose, our purpose is to help and assist other people. The human experience is not individual, it's not separate from other humans. The human experience is to aid and assist other people, okay? success isn't just for you you should help other people up that pro- idea of giving back to the community when you start giving back to other people helping other people bringing other people up using your talents your services your skills to help other people you will start to feel a greater sense of fulfillment maybe it's because now you're not living solely for yourself but living to impact other people but I'm telling you now when you see people suffering it's very likely that you'll feel very compelled to assist so educate yourself in different global issues going on in the world and think what can i do to help whether it's join a society do a run for charity bake sale for charity regularly in your life find ways in which you can assist other people and it will help you develop your identity more i believe we can reveal a lot about ourselves and what we do for other people and as i interact with other people as i read more diverse things i start to see myself in the people i speak to and in what i read and i gain greater understanding of myself how do i respond when this person confides in me Maybe that's showing me that my purpose, the skill I have, is listening to people. Should I use this skill to help other people? Because I know there are a lot of people who just want to be heard, who just want their voices to be heard, who want to be listened to, acknowledged and accepted. I have this skill, I have this talent. How can I use it to serve and to help other people? It could be as simple as that. So I'd really recommend if you're having an identity crisis, push yourself into different spheres, different societies, different things you can do. Join book club, join debate club, join a club, hockey club, rowing club, expose yourself to different stimuli and you'll start to see yourself reflected in the things you do and uncover things about yourself. You can see the human experience as a Rubik's cube or a box with loads of locks in it. And you are given no keys. You will only find the keys to the locked box with many locked sides. Once you go out into the world and search for the keys. I joined rowing club. This is a lie, I did not. It's an analogy, let me not say lie. I joined rowing club, I did not find the key for the boxing rowing club. I joined basketball club, I found the key for the box. I like basketball, I'm a good player. One side of my personality and purpose uncovered. How can I use this good team sayer to help other people? Join the charity basketball team and raise money for a cause that I support. Wow, so I've joined this society and I found the key for the box. So I unlocked the box and I found out that I'm good with people skills. How can I use this skill to help other people? Do you see what I'm talking about? The human experience is a locked box with many sides in need of many different keys. We find these keys through interacting with the environment. It's possible to pass away without having unlocked all the sides of the box. It's potential. The box represents potential. And the thing about potential is it's not always put into action. Potential is uncertainty. It's what could be if we put the right things to use. And it's okay to have wasted potential. The prospect of having wasted potential sounds so bad. But it's very unlikely that somebody will really use all of their potential in life because how do I know what I have the potential to do? Theoretically, I have the potential to do everything that is humanly possible with the right effort and the right things in place. But this human box of experience is potential. As we go out into the world, we unlock different parts of our potential and therefore understand different things of ourselves. And if we link back to that argument that the human experience, our purpose is to assist other people, This is just a general purpose. I believe that we all have our individual purposes. So for me, I believe I'm being called to speak, to write. Some people may feel like their purpose is to dance, to create plays, to paint, to teach. Oh my gosh, like teachers. As I, so I did my coursework in school on a speech by a Harvard School of Education graduate on the power of education. And after doing that, my respect for teachers like I've always respected teachers obviously but my understanding of the importance of teachers skyrocketed I thought back to all the amazing teachers I've had and how they really contributed to who I am today so if anybody's here like oh should I do a teaching degree I don't know I'm telling you being a teacher you will impact lives and the thing is you might not even get acknowledged sometimes but I'm telling you now the effect teachers have had on me Teachers can change lives. That is a job where you are changing, improving, assisting so many great lives, accommodating and cultivating greatness. Teachers, shout out to you. Amazing. Where was I on this? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so you could be called to do different things. You could feel like your purpose is to teach, to write, to dance, to sing, to play, to cook, to clean, to create, to develop, to nurture, to listen. But I believe that one purpose that we all share is to assist other people so yes that is a great place to start who am I what is my purpose why am I here well we're here to carry out a purpose and we're here to experience like I said we're a box with keyholes and we gain the keys to these to this locked box of many sides through human experience so hopefully that helped you this is really cool this is why i love monthly rambles because you really get to develop your sense of thinking on the spot and you get an authentic conversation you know because i'm being authentic because it's not planned you're receiving something serious and yeah it's fun this is really cool i really enjoy this So yeah, have a great day. Also, if you like this type of vibe, but you like listening to podcasts, but would love to jump in and give your opinion. The Wisdom app is an app called Wisdom. It's basically a podcast, but you can join as a guest and speak. And I speak on that app regularly. So if you see me, you can follow me and talk to me. But also if you find other people who are chatting about things that you think are really interesting and you would love to join and give your opinion, don't hesitate. So yeah, thanks so much for tuning in, guys. I'm going to head off here. I record my episodes in bulk, so I've done three episodes today. So that's three weeks of relaxation and enjoyment for me until I record my next ones. But it's nice because I don't feel rushed. It's not like, oh, I have to create content. So during that three weeks, I'm walking down the street. Like, my ideas for these three episodes came yesterday all at once. So I'm just able to live life for three weeks. And where I find inspiration, I write it down on the list. And then when I come here to talk, I just use that list. So it's really great. Thanks for listening. Hope you all have a great day. Don't forget to follow me on Wednesday Talks at Instagram. And yeah, I'm so grateful for all your support. Have a blessed, chill, lit, nice, lovely, amazing, spectacular, enthusiastic, ecstatic, marvellous, great day. I was trying to look for how many words I could do before I repeated and I think I repeated great. Yeah, thanks. Bye.